If presidents commit to this entrepreneurship pledge, does it make a difference? Presidents and trustees need to think about funding sources, dwindling funding sources. You can't just constantly be going back to um, the government. This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Jacob Bray. In this episode of In the Know, ACCT President and CEO Noah Brown talks with Rebecca Corbin, President and CEO of the National Association for Community College Entrepreneurship. This episode was recorded on location at AACC's annual conference in Dallas. Our main goal is really to focus on entrepreneurship as a leadership strategy for presidents and chancellors and as a teaching strategy in the classroom. So uh, the direction that we're going these days is really looking um, at the ecosystem. So, you know, whether you're a college president or you're a faculty member or dean, you can't just look at the world from inside the classroom or inside the administrative building. You need to look outside and, and reach outside. And that's what we try to um, help people to do, is to think and act in a more innovative, entrepreneurial way. Yeah, so you know, you and I have talked uh, over the years, and I know uh, increasing focus on this concept of the ecosystem. Can you talk a little bit more about what you mean by an ecosystem in terms of entrepreneurship? What is it that uh, you're seeking to do to engage leadership around a broader platform in terms of entrepreneurship or, frankly, entrepreneurial leadership? Yeah, so it's, that's a good question. And, and usually when you think about ecosystem, people think about it in a scientific way. A rainforest is a good example mm -hmm. of, um, you know, you have a diversity of um, species, you have um, kind of that, that symbiotic relationship where, you know, one species will help another. There's a lot of spontaneity in terms of um, things that pop up. And what do you do to build a healthy ecosystem? And so to kind of give you an example, I've worked in the community college space for the past uh, decade. I, I worked for a community college in New Jersey for about six years on the non-credit side. So that's, you know, the foundation where we deal a lot with trustees, people in the community, and as I had that experience, I had the opportunity to work more in workforce development, business incubation, and really reach out into the community. And, and so as a person who comes from that, what I saw a lot is that there was this division between uh, the community, which was really the ecosystem, and then the academic side, which was either transfer or it was um, certifications. And then the boards of trustees were sort of out in the uh, solar system. <laughs> so what I started to think about kind of early on when I was I was working on my dissertation is what are the, the points uh, that are sort of the leverage points but provide the magic? Like what are the community colleges that are doing really well? And there are struggling ones and there are ones that are doing well. And what I came to kind of conclude at the end of my research, which ended up being more questions than answers, is really engagement in an ecosystem allows a community college to not only survive, but to thrive. And I think that is the opportunity for presidents that are served by the AACCT, the organization that you lead, to really think about, you know, how can you be an entrepreneurial, innovative leader? Um, you can't just be a cowboy out in the ecosystem and just be, you know, hunting big game. You have to bring your board along with you. 
And I think that's what you've helped me to do over probably the last seven or eight years as we've gotten to know each other a little bit through your organization and more um, specifically the last four years through Macy, is how do you do that? How do you be innovative but not just alienate the whole board? Because that then you're going to end up with more problems and solutions. And I think that's the work that you do. That's the work that NACI does. And I think that's where we have the opportunity to help each other. Well, I agree, obviously. And I would just return the favor by saying, you know, NACI has taught me a lot over the years about different ways of thinking about leadership and how to engage boards. So, you know, a couple years ago, uh, we learned about the five core principles of entrepreneurship. Uh, which was fascinating. And they're very simple, they're very straightforward, but they tend to be those characteristics that all uh, successful entrepreneurs exhibit. And it got me to thinking that fundamentally that's what a board of trustees should be. And so I've spent the last couple of years, as you know, speaking and writing about this concept about boards need to be more entrepreneurial. They need to understand, uh, for example, um, what they have at the ready in terms of resources and what they're willing to stake on innovation with zero possibility of return. Mm -hmm. That's very scary for boards. Mm -hmm. It's Frankly, it's scary for, for any of us, mm -hmm. this concept that we would invest cash into an enterprise not knowing if it'll pay off. But that's what entrepreneurs do, and they do it consistently and repeatedly and their major guidepost is just passion and a belief that they're going to hit it right uh, more often than they don't. And it got me really thinking, uh, Becky, about the challenges that our sector is facing in terms of resources. You know, we're basically being defunded uh, by states. And boards are exhibiting all the signs of increased anxiety about how to navigate this world. And that's what caused me to reflect on what I've learned through NACI which I've then tried to share back out with boards. Now, I know you have a couple of things going on that are exciting. I know that uh, I've been part of your uh, president's pledge a few years ago. I'd like you to talk a little bit about that. And I know that you guys are feverishly completing a book mm -hmm. uh, where you brought in a lot of experts uh, to talk about really this whole issue of the ecosystem and what are we learning and what uh, do we need to do going forward. So. Talk to us a little bit about the, the uh, President's Pledge, and then tell us a little bit about this book that will be forthcoming. That, by the way, we will help to shamelessly market your book also. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, yeah, so so the Pledge, as you know, uh, you actually have uh, signed uh, all of the certificates along uh, with, with me and uh, the chair of the NACI board. The pledge came to be in 2011. Um, you know, my my predecessor, who did a lot of good work and the founding board, felt that there needed to be something symbolic that wasn't just sort of a marketing strategy, but was something very meaningful that presidents, if they said, raised their hand and said, yes, I will be an entrepreneurial leader, well, what does that mean and what am I committing to? So this uh, work was, was done um, to really um, set out five uh, relatively simple steps that a president can say, um, I will agree um, and I will commit publicly by signing this pledge 
that I will engage internal and external teams, which is the ecosystem piece, you know, in the inside the walls of the campus and outside into the community to dedicate to entrepreneurship. And the second step of that is really engaging um, entrepreneurs in the community um, in the college. So it means, you know, when you're looking for trustees, if you're populating your foundation board, if you're looking for guest speakers, you don't just get industry experts, you get people who've started businesses. Um, another one of the steps is on looking at industry cluster, which you mentioned effectuation and uh, Dr. Sarah Sarasvati out of the Darden School. Um, all A lot of the work that she does is really focused on what she's calling bird in hand. If I'm sitting here in, in Texas, I'm not going to be looking uh, at oceanography necessarily. Maybe I would, but um, I look at what's in front of me. What is the opportunity? And, and I place small bets so that I'm not betting the farm. I'm not betting everything so that if I lose, I lose everything. But I'm making kind of calculated bets. So. The pledge is really um, the opportunity for presidents to kind of rally their um, students together, their cabinet, their their trustees as well, and say, this is something that we're going to do. And it's really about culture change. And as you know, culture is the hardest thing to change in an institution. So one of the things that we found helpful, we did a couple of years ago um, with the generosity of the Coleman Foundation, is we commissioned a validation study, an outside firm um, we weren't involved in it that said, you know, go out and, and interview um, these, not only presidents, but trustees, faculty members, people within the ecosystem to say, if presidents commit to this entrepreneurship pledge, does it make a difference? And um, anytime you commission a study, you might be a little bit nervous because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. But, you know, it was what it very, was. Very yeah. entrepreneurial. <laughs> very entrepreneurial. Uh, so what we were very happy about is, you know, the five steps of the pledge, the first four steps had a very statistically significant impact. So, you know, a lot of it is perception that, you know, as a president, you signed the pledge. Did that make a difference um, within the inside walls of your campus and in your community to you really being more successful, to you opening up opportunities to co-create revenue and things like that. Um, I should mention the fifth step of the pledge is creating buzz around entrepreneurship. When we did the study three or four years ago, that was the only step that really didn't have a lot of um, statistical significance. So interestingly enough, we worked with the board and said, listen, you know, we've got about, I think, 175 presidents that have signed the pledge, but they're not doing enough to really push it out there. So interestingly enough, the last 18 months, we have dedicated our time to really um, kind of showing presidents how do you use social media and, and, and these, these channels, kind of what you're doing with this podcast, to really share stories because it, it has to come to life and it has to be things that our people are doing. So I'll, I'll give you two uh, quick examples of what we did with the President's Pledge. Um, we're working um, within the Appalachian region, uh, within um, the state of um, Kentucky, their system. Uh, Jay Box is a president out there, and Larry Ferguson is his vice president. So very entrepreneurial. They have a lot of new presidents. I'm sure many of those searches, <laughs> you, your team has just, probably just hired, them. just announced a new president. I think there, there you go. Yeah. So, so a lot of that work, and it shows sort of the collaboration between the two. So um, we worked with Larry, and he said, um, you know let's do a training uh, for all of these new presidents. We'll train them in entrepreneurship and design thinking. And then at the end of the training, we'll do this mass pledge signing. So on one day, we had you know six presidents actually sign together. We did some PR around it. But what was interesting about 
the training is we took a lot of the framework that Sarasvati had developed, but also design thinking practices, and we experimented. We, we didn't know what was going to happen with this training, and so we asked the presidents pick four challenges, you know, student, student success, um, you know, budget challenges, other things, and we broke them into groups, we pushed them through the process, and what they got in return was really amazing. In, in 80 minutes, um, they had come up with solutions to at least start that process. And what those solutions resulted in was another grant that we got through the um, Appalachian uh, Regional Commission, which pumped money back into the state of Kentucky. And so now we're working on the next iteration of that project. I love that example because people often think entrepreneurship, you have to be in Silicon Valley, you have to be, you don't have to be anywhere. And, and you know as well as I do traveling all over the country, sometimes the most entrepreneurial places are the places that have what you would perceive as the least amount of resources. They have to be entrepreneurial. If they, right. if they don't, they're, they're, they're not going to survive. Well, that's fascinating. And you know, I've, I have just embraced this whole ideology and you know, there are a couple of concepts uh, that I think boards are, should be natural to boards. I mean, it's not only uh, the concept that you mentioned, the bird in the hand, which is knowing what you've got. Mm -hmm. you got to start with what you've got. You can't complain about what you don't have. Um, and I'm very mindful now that we need to get boards to not think about what they're not getting or what they don't have, but start with what they do. Our institutions uh, are still wealthy. Uh, in terms of their physical facilities, their faculty, uh, their uh, connections in their communities. Start with that and start to make change. The other area that I think is so natural for boards is this concept known as the crazy quilt, mm -hmm. which means that none of us can do this work alone. So entrepreneurs will go out and seek expertise uh, to backfill areas that they're not particularly strong in. And I think boards have a responsibility to help build the, that crazy quilt in their communities. They're drawn from the communities. They need to really engage uh, those assets uh, in their work. And then the last one, which is the fifth principle that I just love, is being the pilot in the plane, mm -hmm. which is to say that boards more than anything, have to be the folks that turn off the autopilot in the institutions and be change agents to constantly question value, the status quo, uh, just like a pilot. You know, I, I much prefer that the pilot is the one flying or landing the plane in those critical <laughs> moments, not the, not the computer. And boards need to take the same tack, which is to say that they need to take control uh, and keep that enterprise, whether it's a plane or a college, moving toward the horizon successfully. And this is what I've been trying to get boards to think more about. I think it's something we're trying to do uh, within ACCT. I've been having lots of great conversations with our board and our leadership in this past year, uh, with our team in, in Washington about, you know, why do we do the things that we do? Um, and we've done them every single year. How do we know they're the right things? How do we know that our assumptions are correct? And so it's very exciting. Now, I know you guys are uh, working on a book, which I think will advance this work, and frankly will give uh, us at ACCT and many others a resource 
uh, to point people to. Talk to us a little bit about the book. Uh, what's the title? And so what, what are you going to talk about in that book? Uh, and how can we move this forward? Yeah, so thank, you know, thank, not only thanks for asking, but thanks for helping us with the book. Um, the title of the book is Entrepreneurial Leadership at Community Colleges, Unleashing Opportunities. And what you just said about not focusing on what you don't have, but focusing on what you do have, sometimes your biggest challenge is your biggest opportunity. And um, to give you a little bit of the backstory about the book, um, one of the, the people who really is pr probably the impetus of this and connected us with Stylus Publications um, to publish it is um, Chancellor Madeline Kumariega, who is uh, the Chancellor for the State of Florida. Very dynamic woman, uh, powerhouse, comes from Miami-Dade Community College. And I reached out to her when she was, um, soon after she was appointed in that position, because I knew Nacy was, was going to be traveling to um, Tampa, and I wanted to get on her schedule. And so we started talking about different things, and she started telling me about her idea centers and her innovation hub and all of the stuff that she did creating restaurants and, and kind of that space in, in entrepreneurship that's like the magical space where you know you just put yourself out there and but you have to chase after opportunity well maybe come softly knocking at your door but if you don't open the door and you don't engage it, it's going to go knock on someone else's door so long story short she soon after that came in contact with so, with someone who said you know you guys need to write a book on entrepreneur that's not the entrepreneurship textbook it's not sort of the old style case study but it's something different and she called me up and she said Becky you're the perfect person to be the editor for the book and I thought well I've never been an editor for a book before but I'll think about it and and so you know long story short the entrepreneurial spirit I'm like I could learn how to do that right um, I just have to, I'm smiling because <laughs> that same thing happened to me uh, when I wrote my book which is I got a phone call from a colleague to say that a few people had been talking about this and we've decided, right, we've decided that you should write a book. And my first response is, I don't write books, I run an organization. <laughs> so I, I, I feel your pain, but you know, I think what you're finding is what an amazing uh, experience and opportunity it is. It has been, and that, that is funny, but that's how life works sometimes, you know, and, and I, I, I really thank her, you know, for, for doing that. It, it's been hard. I mean, it's, it's been an interesting process. Uh, we've been working on it for, for 18 months, actually, but between the time that she called me and we started the process, we've just turned over the manuscript to the publisher, but I'd like to share with you just a couple yeah, of please. the features of the book. Um, yeah, Andy Stoll at the Kaufman Foundation is writing the foreword to the book. Um, the Kaufman Foundation has been a funder of NACI in the past. Um, we are a co-collaborator with them on a lot of um, op-ed uh, kind of research. We're going into Appalachia and, and partnering with them on this Rural Rise conference that's coming up that's really not your typical conference. It's really looking at ecosystem, bringing people together and saying, nobody has the answer. Let's solve it together. And so I, I think the direction that Kaufman is moving is, is very progressive. It's very innovative. Um, and so he'll be doing that. Um, some of the, the folks that are featured um, in this, we begin with talking about the history of NACI over the 16 years. Um, Ron Thomas, who's a retired community college uh, president, um, was called me the first day I got my job at NACI. He said, tell me how I can help you. And it just, you know, I didn't realize what the journey would be like. And, and Ron has been there from day one. So 
as we started to sort of um, get all of these thought leaders together, my board said, Becky, you're so busy running this association, you need someone to help you. So Ron jumped on board. So he and I wrote the chapter on the history of NACI, which talks about the pledge. It talks about, actually it talks about you, Noah. It talks about um, really the, 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 the importance of bringing the trustees into the equation because that is the governance structure. Ultimately, they hire the presidents. And what are they looking for? Are they looking for somebody that doesn't want to go outside and doesn't want to implement new things? So that's a well, critical I, not piece. Not to use an overused cliche, but I think the, the first convening was, what, 93? Yeah, six, it was 16 years, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had the privilege of representing ACCT at that. And frankly, you had me at hello. So, but we, we only have a few minutes left, Becky. Um, Tell us a little bit more about what's in the book and then what's your expectation uh, once it's published. Okay, good. So um, the other pieces to the book, um, Chris Mullen, we tapped into him and some others to um, provide a research base. What's the connection between entrepreneurship, workforce development, and, and actually the college piece? Um, we also talk with heads of uh, large foundations that are grantors because, you know, college Presidents and trustees need to think about funding sources. Dwindling funding sources, you can't just constantly be going back to um, the government. Von Tonquinlevin, who is the exec executive vice chancellor in California, writes about a five-year journey. Um, things don't change overnight. You have to have your trustees and president in partnership. We, we were hoping that um, presidents can have longer tenures in their positions that they can affect change. So simple answer to your question, what do we hope to accomplish with this book is really to sort of set the stage and set the table for deeper conversations and deeper work where what you're talking about, entrepreneurial um, leadership and um, that support, that combination between trustees, um, college presidents, and the ecosystem can really transform communities. And that, that's what we're hoping to do. No small uh, task there. No, but it's, it's terribly exciting. And, and for someone, as you said, who's been there at the beginning to see the evolution of NACI and what you're doing now uh, is just amazing to me. We will certainly um, get the word out about the book. We'll help market it, promote it. Uh, I hope to be using it myself going forward, uh, whether in my classes that I teach or what we do with our boards. But on behalf of ACCT and certainly myself, Becky, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about this. And know that I'm going to check back in with you in the future and uh, uh, continue this discussion about what is going on and what impact we're having. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for inviting me, Noah. Our pleasure. I'm here in the studio with Director of Educational Events, Christina Simons. Christina, where are you going to be from October 24th through 27th? I'm going to be in New York, Jacob. ACCT's annual Congress. It's going to be a great time.